Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and hit winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Since it's going to be a lot of waiting for the majority of remaining NBA and NHL playoff teams to resume action, a bunch of baseball today. If you're intrigued by division, World Series odds, MVP, Cy Young numbers, you'll want to stick around. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody, and welcome into early odds. Safe travels if you're heading out of town for the extended weekend. Or just out and about, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. You can follow me on Twitter, please do, at Joe Ostrowski, that's at Joe Ostrowski. Michael Beller from The Athletic is my baseball guy. I like to check in what he's thinking with the futures and where we stand. Our process was coming into the season. We did the season preview. And now we're past the quarter pole, Memorial Day. People always like to say, you know, organizations even like to say they're upfront about it. They will have an idea of what we need and we'll see if anything improves. If not, by the time we get to the trade deadline, we'll add or we'll sell. So that's what we're doing here on Early Odds. Follow Michael Beller on Twitter at M Beller works over at The Athletic. How are you doing, Michael? I am good, man. Yeah. I can't remember everything that I was feeling back in March, but <laughs> I think it's I think it's more ad than uh, than anything for for me at least because I know that 
there were some heavy Phillies talk, and that is not looking like it's going Ooh. to be the best with the way the NL East is shaping up. <laughs> not as long as defense is a part of baseball. Right. <laughs> it is so bad. We will get to that coming up. But let, let's begin with the American League Central and the obvious question. Now that we're around 45 games in, the White Sox injured once again, this time position players and in the rotation, and it's a sizable gap between the White Sox and the Twins have been bouncing around four and a half, five and a half in recent memory, but the White Sox are still the favorite. Most books have them at minus 125 Twins plus 140. Fangraphs projects the Twins to win the division. They're saying 86 wins for Minnesota, 84 wins for the White Sox. Do you think the White Sox should still be favored? I I don't. I'm not going to, I'm not betting this either way, but like, let, let's be realistic about where these teams are. I mean, you know, five games is not nothing that the White Sox have to make up as of you and me having this discussion. And five games is certainly not nothing when you're talking about a Twins team that's pretty good. I mean, let's be honest about who the Twins are, too. This is this is a good baseball team. This is a team that uh, certainly can hit it. Um, obviously, they have their own injury questions with Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa, both spending some time on the IL this season, and now uh, Jorge Polanco as well. But, you know, this is a this is a team that, can really swing the bats. And so uh, I, I don't think that the White Sox should be favored. Now, I don't think that we should just flip things and, and make the Twins like a comfortable favorite over where the White Sox are. Basically, I think that if you wanted to set the if you wanted to set the White Sox at minus 125 or something like that, I think the Twins should be right on their heels or vice versa. I would be totally OK with that. I don't think there should be the gap in between these two teams that there is because Two months of the season have shown us that the Twins are back to being a quality baseball team after that anomalous 2021 that they had. I noticed that the White Sox are one of the luckiest teams in baseball. And while they're one of the luckiest teams in baseball, it's been a disappointing start. Is it too early to even consider numbers like Pythag? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think it gives us a, a, a little bit of... Um, a roadmap as to how these teams have performed at this point. So I don't think it's too early. I'm not going to, you know, treat that as gospel at this stage of the season. And I don't Mm -hmm. even know when you would do so. I think you need a a whole lot more data to go into that, but I don't think you you can just, you throw it out totally. But again, I just think that with the, when you look at these two teams, the twins are just a little bit better than they're getting credit for in the betting market right now. I think because of what the white Sox have on paper, it's fine. If they're still the favorite, I just don't think there should be quite as big a gap between them as we're seeing right now. Another easy week of games for them coming up. Suppose more, more Detroit, (laughs) more Kansas city, by the way, the tigers, everybody hot on them. They're 80 to one to win the division right now. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It did not happen. It didn't happen. Uh uh-uh. uh. Twins are a bet. If I was going to bet, that would be my bet, but I'm staying away from this division as it keeps up right now. Okay. Not your favorite. American League East, Yankees as high as minus 250. I'm seeing over at points bet. Blue Jays got all the buzz for obvious reasons. Now they're not in second place, but they're the second favorite at four to one. Rays six to one. Red Sox. 30 to one, an awful start, but they've turned things around with that offense led by Trevor Story. How about Boston? They are one in six in extra inning games. You would uh, think that's going to turn around a little bit here, uh, but the Yankees have been superb here and they're the heavy favorite. Is there anything enticing in the AL East? Yeah, uh, Toronto is still enticing for me, and it's yeah. largely to do with, uh, you know, first of all, big step forward for Alec Manoa, and we're going to hear Alec Manoa's name again at some point in this segment. <laughs> big, big step forward for Alec Manoa, 
Kevin Gosman, I was totally wrong about him. I had some real concerns about leaving the NL West, leaving San Francisco, going to Toronto. He has answered them emphatically that he can pitch basically anywhere these days. Back in the AL East, uh, never quite took off with Baltimore, uh, has carried over his San Francisco greatness to Toronto. So I think you have, you know, we came into this year, I think I maybe said it on, on the show that you and I did together in March, like that this is a good rotation, but it's a bunch of twos and threes. And now I think with them, Manoa and Gosman throwing the ball the way they are, that you maybe have an ace or an ace and a half uh, in this staff. And then there's just no way, no way. I know that there was a lot that went into the offensive numbers that Toronto put up last year, but there is no way that Bo Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez, you know, Vlad not really hitting the, as for as much power as we expect him to Matt Chapman, Lourdes Gurriel. I mean, just up and down, basically everyone who is not named George Springer is short of expectations right now. There's no way that continues. And so I, I can't, can they be good enough to catch the Yankees? It's going to, it's going to take some work to catch the Yankees, of course. But mm-hmm. is four to one worth it? I think it is. Yeah, maybe now is the time to strike. That's what I've been looking at throughout. And we'll get to the World Series odds coming up. Uh, it has dropped down to 10 to one. So is that the best number we're going to get all year? That's just been something I've, I've been going back and forth with. But a Blue Jays bet is going to happen. Just trying to figure out, okay, is now the time? Maybe something to monitor closely, if you agree with us, on Toronto. Uh, see when it looks like they start to turn it on. All right, top of the American League West, Michael. It's tight, tight. Astros, Angels. But the odds are telling us, ah, it's not that close. It's Houston minus 350 on the high end. Angels plus 260. The Mariners, the other really buzzy team to to go along with the Tigers. Nothing there, nothing doing. Double digits back, 28 to 1 for the Mariners. They're not going to win the division but do we still like the Angels just a couple games back and they're actually healthy? Yeah, I think this is worth uh, firing on also. I think the Astros deserve to be considered the favorite. I think this is uh, the price is off in my estimation. I mean, bottom line is that we're talking about a two-game lead at Memorial Day. And so uh, while I look at the Astros, I look at the Angels, I do think the Astros are the better team. I think that the market on these teams is a little bit off given that there just really isn't that big of a gap in the standings. And the Angels are doing... Not quite everything we wanted them to do, but almost everything that we wanted them to do. And once again, being proved to us that so long as he is healthy, Mike Trout is the best baseball player on the planet, at least the best hitter on the planet. The year that he is putting together, just absolutely ridiculous. And (laughs) so you just have to hope that he can stay healthy all year because this is another special Mike Trout season that we are getting right now. Astros, the best team. They deserve to be the favorite. It's a little bit too heavy for my taste. So I do like a little bet on the Angels here. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, hope you're enjoying your Memorial Day weekend, uh, hitting on baseball futures. We'll get to player futures like MVP, Cy Young, World Series, all that coming up with the Athletics' Michael Beller. And I hope we're on it that we're going to see some change at the top in these American League divisions because, Michael, I'm looking at the National League side and I'm not quite sure we're going to see a change in any of these divisions, even though there's so much baseball to go, like we're talking about 70% of the season, we shall see. Is there going to be a change in the National League Central? Brewers, your leader, minus 385, minus 390 at some spots. St. Louis, not too far back. And as far as the rest, not even worthy of the conversation. Cubs, 70 to 1, uh, viewed as one of the unluckiest teams in baseball. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get unlucky when you don't put together that competitive of a team. That's just sort of going to happen. Right. So <laughs> yes. uh, I, I mean, if I would, if I, I'll say this, Joe, if I was going to argue for an NL division flipping, this would probably 
be the one just because Milwaukee's offense is always going to be something of a question. Now they should be buyers. And I would hope that they are buyers when we get a little bit closer to the trade deadline. And so maybe we suddenly get to a point where the offense isn't so much a question, but so long as that is on the table and now you've got Freddie Peralta going to have an extended absence uh, hitting the IL. I do think the door is at least a jar for the Cardinals, a team that has been better than I expected them to be this season. You're getting some really nice individual performances, uh, most uh, chiefly from Paul Goldschmidt, just having another excellent season swing in the bat. Now you've got Nolan Gorman in the everyday lineup, and that provides a real shot in the arm to this team. This is just, uh, you know, they were getting nothing up the middle offensively, and now uh, that could really change with Nolan Gorman in the lineup every single day. So I, I do think there is an opportunity for St. Louis here. Not quite one that I want to put any money down on because I do still think, I mean, you look at even without Freddie Peralta, even with an underperforming Brandon Woodruff to this point, Milwaukee's still the best pitching in the division. And mm-hmm. what a step forward you're getting from Eric Lauer. And anytime we see this happening with Milwaukee, we can't just think that it is a, oh, Eric Lauer's had a really nice seven start stretch to start the season, but eventually he's going to come back to what we always knew him to be previously because this is a team that has shown us Time and time and time again, they get guys in the organization and they get the absolute most out of them. Corbin Burns is proof of it. Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, look at what they've been able to do with their bullpen. That's just what they do. And this team, even though they lose Freddie Peralta, you plug Aaron Ashby into a rotation spot. It's obviously a setback. You would rather have Freddie Peralta. You'd rather have Aaron Ashby in that long relief swingman role that he had been in previously. But it's an injury that they can weather much better than most other teams can. So I believe in what they're doing in the rotation. It's a no bet for me. If I was going to, I could make an argument for St. Louis. National League East. Mets with a comfortable lead for the moment. Minus 233 on the high end over at points bet. What's interesting about the East is that when you get to second place, you've got three teams in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Almost the same gap from first place. Braves, Phillies, Marlins, are any of them going to make a run? And we were a Philly show preseason. <laughs> uh, Braves plus 340 in the division. Phillies plus 850. And the Marlins are 30 to 1. It's such a big lead. I mean, as you and I are it sitting is. here, we're talking about a seven-game lead. And I, even if the Mets are not that good, and for the record, I think they are that good, but let's just talk, let's just pretend like they're not that good. And even if the Braves are underperforming a little bit, the Phillies are underperforming a little bit, seven, eight games, that's a lot of ground to make up. That's that, that's not something you do uh, just like that. I mean, you need cooperation from the team that you're chasing down, and I just don't think the Mets are going to provide it. Obviously, there is a little bit of a window given the uh, injuries in the Mets rotation, but this is another team that, I mean, no one replaces Max Scherzer, no one replaces Jacob deGrom, uh, but they've done a good enough job being able to uh, fill out the rotation without those guys. David Peterson has been a nice find for them this season, and they did a great work by getting Chris Bassett, by adding him to Carlos Carrasco and Taiwan Walker. So again, it's not Scherzer and DeGrom. It's not what they thought they had at the start of the season, but it's not like the bottom has totally fallen out of this rotation. And then the offense is uh, performing as expected. This was uh, on paper an offense that we had a lot of reason to believe in coming into the year. You've got a great table setter in Brandon Nimmo. You've got real pop in the middle of the order. Francisco Lindor now with eight homers on the season. Peel Alonso with 11 homers on the season, a super deep lineup as well. When you're talking about trotting out guys like Eduardo Escobar and Mark Canna in the bottom third of your order, you probably have one of the best lineups in baseball. And so, again, this is a, this is a stay away from me. I would love to make an argument for the Phillies. There's just so much ground to make up on a really, really quality baseball team. So I think the Mets ultimately end up as NL East champs. Uh, the Phillies will come up once again in a few minutes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. 
over to the West, the Dodgers, uh, the lowest number I see is minus 250. It's tight. San Diego right there. They've been fantastic on the road. The best road record in Major League Baseball, San Diego plus 330, and the Giants plus 950. This is, for my money, the best division in baseball. You go to the very bottom, Arizona and Colorado having very good years, hanging around 500. Yeah, they uh, both of those teams are, are playing a lot better than we thought they were going to. And the Giants, uh, not quite the uh, the 2021 level of surprise that they were, but still a quality baseball team, still a team that has plenty of reason to believe it can be a wild card. This is a little different for me than what we uh, discussed with the uh, NL Central, or excuse me, the AL Central. Even though it's as close as it is, I do think there deserves to be this gap because it's the freaking LA Dodgers. <laughs> like, yep. uh, like, I mean, they're playing at a 674 win percentage right now. The, the Padres are playing at a 636 win percentage. The Dodgers can maintain this percentage. I mean, we know that they can. And so the Padres can still be an excellent team, but let's just say they come down to winning three out of every five games and they play at a 600 win percentage the rest of the season. Still a great team, still a great record. They still finish with maybe the second best record in the National League. But that's going to create a gap between them and the Dodgers. Like there's just there's no slowdown for this Dodgers team. So I think you have to have them as that wide of a favorite. I think it makes a ton of sense. I love this Padres team. They're going to get Fernando Tatis Jr. back Mm -hmm. uh, sooner rather than later as well. So that's something that they have to look forward to. Manny Machado playing at an MVP level. Dodgers still should be viewed as the comfortable favorite. I wouldn't talk you out of a Padres bet. I wouldn't even try to talk you out of a Padres bet. It's just not quite there for me. Run differential, number one in baseball, of course, the Dodgers, number two, the Yankees. The gap between the Dodgers, number one in run differential, and number three is over 50 runs. <laughs> what? We played 40-something games. Right. It's ridiculous. 50-run gap <laughs> between one and three in run differential. Yeah. That's how dominant. The number three team's pretty good in run differential, always. Right? Yes. It's always going to be a quality team. It's like <laughs> we're talking about the Cubs here. It's silly. I know people get sick of hearing about it, but it's ridiculous yeah. what they have. And whatever they decide they need, they might have a hole in the roster they can go get because of that farm system that they have or the younger guys on the roster, if they want to cut any of them loose, that's what's always scary about the Dodgers. So in the world series odds, of course they're the favorite and let's dive into some world series plays with value and MVP odds and Cy Young odds. Next I'm Joe Ostrowski with the athletics, Michael Beller breaking down baseball futures on this Memorial day weekend. Thanks for listening to early odds Saturday mornings, eight to nine on six seventy. the score and the odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The score listener line is open 24-7-365 and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Sports Radio 670, The Score. My guest is the Athletics' Michael Beller. We did the MLB season preview and have a history of nailing World Series picks on this show with the Braves and Nats, for whatever that's worth to you. Uh, Michael, we went division by division, so let's talk title. We left off with the World Series favorite, the Dodgers, plus 450, and we have the Yankees up there at plus 600, numbers 1 and 2 in run differential. Also up there, Astros 8 to 1, Mets 9, Blue Jays 10. I think that 8 9 10 favorite range is pretty appealing, Michael. Padres are 17 to 1, White Sox 20 to 1, Angels 22 to 1. A couple other names to throw out. Giants and Rays both 25 to 1. Phillies Cardinals Twins 40 to 1. And the Red Sox are 60 to 1 if they can sneak into the playoffs in the American League East. Where should we start after I uh, reel off those numbers to you with the World Series odds? My favorite is the Blue Jays for all the reasons I said why I think they're worthy of a world uh, of a division winner bet. I think they're worthy of a World Series bet. I mean, you just can't you can't overstate how unlikely it is that all these guys in their offense have hit as poorly as they have. And it's just, it's not going to last. It, it just, it just isn't. I mean, that, that does not happen to guys who have the track records that those Toronto hitters have built up and are at the age that those Toronto hitters are at. Like guys don't fall off a cliff in their mid twenties. That's just not how things work here. I think guys can have slow starts. I think guys could take a little bit of readjustment. I think we can expect a little bit of regression because of the fact that they were had some favorable hitting conditions last year as they were bouncing around through multiple stadiums. But they don't just go away. Those skills, those underlying skills are still there for all those Toronto hitters. So the offense can only be better than what it has been this season. And you pair that with Gosman, Manoa, middle of the rotation, Jose Barrios, which is where he should be, which is what we should think of him as. Like That now becomes a pretty strong rotation top to bottom. You say Kikuchi having a very nice season as well. So I just think that 10 to 1 is a very friendly price. And like you said, I think this is an important point. Maybe, maybe there's an opportunity. Maybe at some point we get a slightly better price, but I don't think we do. I think if you like the Blue Jays, 10 to 1 is probably the best you're going to get the best rest of the season. Lance Lynn and Aloy Jimenez might begin their uh, rehab stints very soon. White Sox are 20 to 1. Are they built like a World Series team? 
I think they've got the talent for it. I just think that they 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 leave a little to be desired. Like over these last few seasons, when they've been a good team, undeniably a good team, they've just oh, there's always there seems like there's something on the table that is just left there with them. And I just I, I don't the odds are not good. The price is fair. The odds are good. It's a bettable price for sure with everything yeah. that they have. And I mean, how quickly could things line up for them? And you're suddenly looking at Giolito and Cease and Lynn just throwing the hell out of the ball. I mean, that, that is a very realistic outcome for this team. But it just, I feel like we would have seen a little bit more evidence of it from them if it was going to suddenly click for them. So it's not a bet for me, but also one of those, like I talked about with the Padres, I wouldn't try to talk someone out of it because of how quality the talent is on this team. And the price certainly is nice. So is your your opinion the same on the Padres at 17 to one? I like the 17 to one. And what do yeah. you like about what do you like about once they get into the playoffs is it's now it's suddenly not about chasing down the Dodgers. Right. Yeah. And, and especially and with the way that the, the playoff format is like they probably avoid the Dodgers until maybe the NLCS. So you can you know you can find some ways around the Dodgers for them. But it's not just purely about chasing down the Dodgers and being better than the Dodgers over 162. It's about beating some other teams in the in the league. And then if and when you have to face the Dodgers being better than them four out of seven times. And that just feels like a much more surmountable hump than being better than this team over 162. No one is going to be better than the Los Angeles Dodgers over 162 games. If Major League Baseball were the Premier League, we could just close up shop right now and give the Dodgers the World Series trophy. But that's not how it works uh, stateside. That's not how it works in Major League Baseball. And so I do think at 17 to 1, everything you like about the Padres plus Tatis, that becomes an intriguing bet to me. Okay, so the Phillies are probably not going to win the division, no. but that doesn't mean they can't make a deep run in the playoffs. So this number was starting to shorten after their series against the Dodgers. I saw it flow to as low as 25 to 1, but now it's back at 40 to 1. The high point. Is that worth a wager? Uh, I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to no. I want to believe in our uh, 2019 Nationals magic out east and blah, 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 and all that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Steven Strasburg's not walking through that door. Max Scherzer's not walking through that door. OK, okay well, what, what has changed? Because the offense is there. We knew the offense would be there. Rotation there. We knew that would be the case. Is the defense that much worse and the bullpen than projected? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, the bullpen, I, I was buying that they could get some more out of the bullpen than they have at this point. I was seeing, you know, sort of with uh, whatever Phillies red Pantone colored glasses uh, uh, looking at this bullpen and seeing, uh, you know, the best out of Brad Hand and the best out of Juris Familia and the best out of Jose Alvarado. That hasn't quite come to fruition. So maybe my expectations of the bullpen were a little bit uh, overzealous and that has not proven true. I think what's a little bit different for me when I look at sizing up the entire National League is the Mets are a little bit better than I thought they were going to be. The Cardinals mm -hmm. are a little bit better than I thought they were going to be. The Padres a little bit better. The John, like Almost every contender you talk about is a little better than I thought they were going to be. So where I could look at the Phillies before the season and say, you know, the Dodgers are obviously the best team and I would probably put Milwaukee too, but behind them, it's kind of wide open. I suddenly look at them as like maybe the sixth best team or the seventh best team in the in the playoffs. So you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. And at 40 to one, again, it's one of those things that like, yeah, sure, fire it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue against you, but it's not one that I can make. I just think there are too many quality teams that are just flat out better than them in the NL. Well, also at that 40 to one range, a team you just mentioned, the Cardinals and the Twins are there as well. You think those are better bets in Philadelphia? I do think both of those are better bets than them, especially Minnesota. Like I, I, 
I do. I, th- I don't think Minnesota's going to make the World Series. I think they're, I think, you know, obviously Houston's better. The Yankees are better. Toronto's better. Face I think the Yankees. It's a no. it come, yeah, it, yeah, right. Especially if they face the Yankees. I mean, that's just a, a, one of the most ridiculous streaks there is in baseball. We have to, like, I, I just feel like the betting market is not fully acknowledging what the Twins have done to this point of the season. And, like, it's not like it's happening magically. It's not like it's smoke and mirrors. There's some quality players and some players with real track records who we know are very good who are playing pretty darn well. And Carlos Correa really hasn't even done that because of the injuries that he's been dealing with. The Twins also another one of these teams like the Brewers who like when when pitchers make games in Minnesota, we should believe that those are substantive foundational gains because they've been doing it for so long. That is a team with a great pitching infrastructure. And so when you see Joe Ryan have a great couple months to start the season, you shouldn't just look at that and say, oh, Joe Ryan's going to come back to earth. Like, you know, congrats, Joe. You've done very well to this point, but this is not the pitcher you are. Minnesota makes these guys into these types of pitchers. And so I think we should believe what we're seeing for some of these guys in the rotation. Did we miss any teams value for the World Series? You said the Angels. I mean, uh, maybe them, but I, like for me, this really like Blue Jays and Padres are, are the teams that I like in this. And then maybe St. Louis, maybe Minnesota, but those are more like ones that I would hope they perform better and improve those odds. And then I could look to like sell the ticket or something like that, because I just as fun and surprising to me, at least as those teams have been this year, I don't think either of them has what it takes to get through multiple series just in their league and then win the World Series. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. On this Memorial Day weekend, my guest, Michael Beller from The Athletic. Uh, We're just past the quarter pole, Memorial Day. Always a good chance to uh, take a step back and look at what's happening in Major League Baseball and seeing if there are any futures worth betting. So we just hit on all the division and World Series odds in MLB. Let's take a look at some awards, and we begin in the American League. Up top, you've got Aaron Judge. He, as far as F war, he's tied with Trout. Judge is plus 350. Trout is plus 450 for the American League MVP. Not far behind. You've got Ramirez, Devers also in the mix. I think Tim Anderson should have shorter odds. I don't know that he can win the award, but he's 80 to 1. Anything there on AL MVP? Yeah, I hate to be this boring, but uh, Trout. It's one of those three up top. And Trout, like, what a year. What a year he is putting together here, and, and I mean, this is what this is what Mike Trout does. This is why, yeah, I think, um, you know, maybe injury will pre- the injuries he's had previously will prevent him from getting to widely acclaimed greatest player ever status. But that was certainly the trajectory he was on before he missed some significant time and before COVID cost every player in the majors uh, a huge chunk of one season. Uh, and, and I think he can still be on that trajectory. I mean, what an outrageous season. This guy is putting together slugging 674. He's got the 12 homers. He just doesn't strike out, at least in terms of what he does, uh, the production that he provides elsewhere. He walks a ton, crushes the ball. He's leads the league in weighted runs created plus. I mean, every single thing that you want to see from a hitter, he does it times like three. And so I just think to get him as not the favorite, and I understand Aaron Judge is 17 homers. The Yankees are a ridiculous team. But to get Mike Trout when he's hitting the ball like this as not the favorite to win the award, I have to go with Mike Trout. Okay. If I'm going down the board looking for value, I would take a shot at Devers at 50 to 1. Mm-hmm. The reason you're getting value is because at the top, it's Otani, Judge, and Trout. Mm-hmm. All three of them do have injury in their past, and you're betting on that. If you're looking for value in this award, you're betting on injury at the top. Okay. Let's go MVP on the other side. Oh man, Manny Machado's two to one. 
and he deserves every bit of that with the season that that he's having thus far. Mookie Betts, he's six to one. Arenado, eleven to one. Is there anywhere to go in the NL MVP? Machado getting it done with Tatis out. Yeah, he really is. And if the Padres keep playing this well, if the Padres win 62% of their games this season, like it's going to be hard to keep him out of uh, winning that award. But how about Pete Alonso? What I like about Pete Alonso right now, Joe, is that um, you know, Francisco Lindor having a very good season, but Pete Alonso is you know, the most productive player in that offense. And with both DeGrom and Scherzer missing significant time, Pete Alonso is going to be seen as the center of that Mets team. So let's uh, let's spin this forward and let's say the Mets win the East. They win 102 games or 98 games or whatever the case may be. And Pete Alonso is the clear MVP of the Mets. That's going to carry a ton of weight. And so I really think that that is a bettable player. 11 to one is what I've seen in most places for Pete Alonso. I think yep. that, that that's a nice bet. That's a nice bet. Paul Goldschmidt, who we talked about a little bit earlier too, 25 to one, maybe it's some value there. Again, with what he does at this stage of his career, he does a little bit of everything, but he doesn't overwhelm you in any one area. Hard to win the award like that. But if we think St. Louis is a quality team, which I certainly do, I could see some value in that also. Pete Alonso, though, my favorite NL MVP bet. Not saying he's going to win it. Manny Machado, the deserved favorite right now. But Pete Alonso would be my favorite bet at 11-1. to I think we talked about Machado before the season started at 30. It lined up for him, and he's getting it done. Let's see if it happens the rest of the way. American League Cy Young, your favorite is Justin Verlander. I'm not sure that he should be your favorite. I would make Kevin Gaussman the favorite, but he's not the favorite because his name's Kevin Gaussman. <laughs> the other guy, uh, Justin Verlander. Gaussman is plus 550. Verlander is the favorite, as I mentioned, at plus 450. There is a full win gap between Gaussman and the rest of the American League. Incredible. And I really didn't buy that that was going to happen. I mean, I, I had some I had real concerns about going back to his house of horrors where things just never happened for him in Baltimore. But then, I mean, there we go. That's that's a huge reason why I like Toronto. And so is Alec Manoa. And that's probably my favorite bet here. Alec Manoa. I mean, this was a dude who came up and just took the league by storm last year. Uh, had some innings concerns, of course, but this year just come back. And what I like about Alec Manoa, what shows me the growth in him uh, as a pitcher is that, you know, last year he was a, Pretty big strikeout guy. And this year he's taken a step back, but he's been so much more efficient. And he's been uh, pitching deeper and deeper into games. And he has been able to dial back the strikeout stuff. Or is, I guess the better way to say that he's been he's dialed back his reliability on the strikeout to get outs. And he hasn't cost himself any of his effectiveness. In fact, he's been more effective this season. And, and if we're talking about pitching in 2022 and going deep into games, that's what you're going to have to do. Because those pitch counts start racking up and managers are going to want to pull you and you're just not allowed to go 100, 105, 110 with any sort of consistency. So you have to find quick, easy, efficient outs. And Alec Manoa has done that this season. He's my favorite player. Michael, let's wrap with the National League Cy Young. And this one is completely up for grabs. Corbin Burns, the favorite at plus 350. I don't think it should be. It should be Carlos Rodon. He's the second favorite. At plus 750. I mean, it is so tight that there are eight pitchers that are 20 to one or shorter. I have a long shot idea, but where are you going? Yeah, it's it's really hard with the uh, with the National League because of that. Like no one has uh, no one has distanced themselves from the pack. I wouldn't bet on any of the favorites because 
of that, maybe Carlos Rodon can draw your interest. Sandy Alcantara is another guy who can maybe draw a little bit of interest. We just saw him throw a complete game. And so that's something that's like a differentiator that could really help him the rest of the way. And if the Marlins are going to make a charge for at least a wild card spot in the American League, they're going to have to do it on the backs of Sandy Alcantara and Pablo Lopez, who's also another one of those guys who's at 20 to one or Mm -hmm. shorter. So I think taking a shot on Alcantara, this would not be a big one. This is uh, of all the bets that we've talked about for awards, my least favorite comfortably, but Alcantara, a guy who can pitch deep, a guy who can rack up strikeouts, a guy who can pitch Miami into the playoffs. That's worth a sprinkle for me. Uh, We've batted this idea around this week on BetQL daily. Want to throw it your way. It's so close. Could it be the outlier season with a reliever? If Josh Hader never gives up a run, 55 to one. I think it could. I mean, that's what it takes, right? That's what it takes. It takes no standout pitcher. I mean, look at so many of these guys like Lopez, Alcantara, Gallon, Freed, Wheeler. These are all guys at the top. Maybe they all miss the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Nola, Woodruff hasn't really thrown the ball that well. Scherzer out. Kershaw maybe out like so many of these guys are not even going to be in the discussion so many that like could miss the playoffs so yeah right Burns if he doesn't have an overwhelming season Radon Radon can miss the playoffs right I mean so so many of these guys yeah could be out because of that 50 to 1 I kind of like it, it wasn't it hadn't really been on my radar but I like it Joe <laughs> it might be one of those wacky seasons that's the athletics Michael Beller uh, as we take a reset and take a look at all these MLB futures available and we're starting to see more and more value as the season moves along. Michael, thank you so much for all your time. Let's do it again in uh, maybe another 45 to 50 games, all right? I like the sound of that, Joe. Thanks for having me. If you're into looking at MLB futures like we've been discussing the last 35 to 40 minutes, we'll be doing a lot of that this week on BetQL Daily as value is starting to appear. Catch us weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on the Odyssey app, 105.9 FM HD 2. Twitch, and YouTube. Weekly contributor Jim Miller drops by to hang with more baseball betting angles. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Bet minute by minute, lightning fast. Instant NBA lightning bets are now available. Choose the outcome of the next play, next point, and more to stay in the madness all game long. And now during the NBA Conference Finals, Get your first bets risk-free up to $2,000. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Welcome back on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, hope uh, you have a fun-filled Memorial Day extended weekend here. We bring in Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse and PointsBet Sportsbook. Jim, it was a much different race uh, then we had at the Derby, the Preakness, it was pretty chalky with early voting taking it home. But something I was thinking about that I wish you could wager on because you would have nailed it during your handicap of this race. I asked you, which horses are you putting a line through, not including them to hit the board, any of your exotics, no shot. You hit the 789. Happy yeah. Jack, you had at the bottom, Fenwick. Or Magnet, right? I mean, you hit them all, yeah. seven, eight, nine. Why can't we bet on that? Yeah, and that would be a great bet, and I wish places would actually offer those bets. And it's interesting because in Illinois, they used to offer a head-to-head wager where it's yes. just one horse finishing ahead of the other, and it was a great wager. But that's the easiest thing to do. First off, find the ones that you don't think have a shot and then try to work your way around it. But uh, I'll tell you, early voting ran a good race. And the thing that really surprised me, Joe, and we talked a little bit about it last week, is because of the outcome of the Kentucky Derby and Rich Strike being such a long shot, we thought there was going to be a lot more money 
wagered on these long shots that really didn't have a chance in the Preakness. And that's what happened. Fenwick was nowhere close to 50 to one. Happy Jack was nowhere close to 30 to one because everybody thought, oh, what if lightning strikes twice? I don't want to be left out. It provided some value, especially on early voting. Early voting should have never been five to one in that spot. Should have been more like three to one, but five to one was an absolute gift on that horse. Yeah, we called that. I still couldn't believe it when we saw it on race day, 50 to one down to the 11, 12 to one on these horses that really didn't seem to have much of a chance. So we've got a couple weeks until the Belmont looking forward to that. And we'll continue to break that down uh, heading into it as a big White Sox fan or just a human in general. Abiding by the FCC regulations, what is your opinion of Josh Donaldson? Interesting, I guess. And, and, <laughs> I wasn't and, expecting and, that word. No, but but here here's the reason I say that is Josh Donaldson's always been an instigator. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of we kind of know that through just throughout the course of his career. Um, if you've watched stories about his background, he definitely had had a very tough upbringing and worked very hard to get where he is. But he's a guy that plays with a chip on his shoulder. He definitely pushes things to the edge. And that's what he did. He pushes things all the way to the edge. Sometimes people take exception to it. Sometimes they don't. They shrug it off. This is one of those times where somebody did take exception to it. And I think you're very lucky that there wasn't a brawl. There weren't injuries that happened. The biggest takeaway from that, everybody kind of aired their differences. It was brought out to the forefront, too, for Major League Baseball. Hey, you have to take a look at this. This does Mm -hmm. exist. But in regards to Donaldson, I think interesting is the best way to put it, only because it kind of fits his background a little bit, and it's always kind of been the way he plays. I don't like the guy with his name out there this week and putting this incident to the side for a moment when some of my kids ask me about players to watch or model their swing after. Go watch a YouTube video of Josh Donaldson breaking down his swing. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's got it down to a science. He's a major jerk. I mean, that's a different conversation. I know you've got a couple of awards and futures that you want to take a look at, but I did want to ask you about one thing on your socks. Uh, Tim Anderson, he's top five, top six in F4. His on base has been around 400. His strikeout rate way down, 10, 11%. Not sure he can keep this up, but his number's wrong at 80 to 1. It's kind of hard to figure out where it should be because I don't know with the number of power hitters we have healthy right now at the top, if he can surpass some of those players, but he should probably have the shortest odds on the White Sox and much shorter than 80 to one. Well, that's the thing. And I know there was so much put into Luis Robert and everybody talking about him. There's always stuff put into Abreu because he's a past MVP. Mm-hmm. 80 to one is crazy on Anderson because he has, he's a multi-hit machine. He goes out there. The amount of multi-hit games he's had is going to be astronomical at the end of the year. But he is. He's a swing-first guy. He's not your prototypical leadoff man. He's a guy that if he sees a first ball fastball, he's going to put it in play to start the game. But what that does is it creates some excitement. And honestly, this is maybe the time you jump on a guy like Tim Anderson, only because the White Sox aren't playing great yet. So if they're going to be good and Anderson's going to win the award, it means the Sox are going to have to make a run and probably they're going to have to be on the back of Tim Anderson to do so. So there may be some value there right now. But yeah, that is a very surprising number on a guy that I think can stay healthy too. 
Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score weekly contributor, Jim Miller of Points Bet Sportsbook and Hawthorne Race Course is here. And I was happy that you passed along the note that you wanted to discuss the National League Rookie of the Year because early on it seemed like it was toast. Seo yeah. Suzuki, five to one, quickly even money. Well, that number is starting to float north, and we're in that plus 165 range. That's uh, the best number that you can find, and Suzuki hasn't done anything for about a month. Maybe not all that surprising as the league adjusts here, but what's your angle with the NLROI? Well, and the thing is, too, and we talked about it, Suzuki, we thought was going to become a minus number, and he was as much as minus 165. <laughs> He's sitting right now with a 239 batting average going into the weekend. He as a guy that's driven in some runs, and he is still the favorite, but there are some guys that are off to decent starts that maybe provide some value, and there is precedent for NL Rookie of the Year and just overall Rookie of the Year to be a pitcher. You look at a guy like Mackenzie Gore on San Diego, who's sitting at 5-1, to 3-1, mm-hmm. a 2 ERA. He's over a strikeout per inning for a team that you know should be in the mix the entire season. And then the other guy who I looked at that I thought could be a solid threat at 35 to 1 is Luis Gonzalez of San Francisco. He's off to a start where he's hitting over 300. He doesn't have quite the power numbers just yet of Seiya Suzuki, but this is a guy that's hitting the ball and, and he's going to be in the heart of a lineup where he could be a solid factor too. So the favorite coming into the season was Pittsburgh's O'Neill Cruz. Do you think he has a chance because his number has gotten all the way down to 35 to 1? I don't only because it's a team that I don't think is going to be that competitive. And that's the thing that's going to be hard for any of these. That's the thing that could be a little bit tough for say a Suzuki, although say a Suzuki playing in Chicago and having everything just surrounding him with the Cubs and Wrigley and, and they got off to a decent start, but I think Pittsburgh could work against him. And that's one of the things that could be tough. I still think you have to be on a contender if you're going to win any of these awards. Okay, a couple of angles with the MLB divisions. Was talking about this with Cody Decker the other day on BetQL Daily. I think you could make a fairly strong case that your current leaders, even though there's so much baseball remaining, the ones in the National League, it's going to be hard for us to see some sort of a change, or maybe not. And your National League leaders are the Brewers, the Mets, and the Dodgers. Do you find value with one of those leaders, or are you thinking of a team that might play some catch-up? There's one that might play some catch-up that I wanted to look at, and it is in the NL Central. It was one where I thought there could be an upset early on in the season just because there is so much talent, and it's a veteran talent. That is St. Louis in the NL Central. You look going into the weekend through just over 40 games, Milwaukee only had about a two-and-a-half-game lead over St. Louis, and Milwaukee was minus 385 to win the division, and St. Louis was two-and-a-half to one. And St. Louis still has Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt. Look at Pujols with a multi-homer game. They have veteran leadership that's going to keep them in the mix the entire season. Anything can happen in that thing. And here's the thing, too. Both of these teams could still possibly be playoff teams only because the rest of the division is so, so bad. But it may be something that makes it interesting going down to the wire there. But I wouldn't throw out St. Louis's chances by any means. I'm sure you saw that the Minnesota Twins have another soft week on the schedule. More Royals, more Tigers. Uh, What do we think in AL Central-wise? The White Sox still favored. That surprises me a little bit. The Twins are up five yeah. and a half games going into the weekend. I know. I, I've been saying on the shows this week on the score, aren't we getting to this point here with this 
the way the Twins are playing and and the White Sox that <laughs> maybe things should flip here as we hit Memorial Day weekend? Well, think about last year. The Twins were the favorites still to win the division last year, and they did have a down year. But there was no reason why they weren't going to bounce back, and they've gotten much better than they were last year. They're a good team. We knew Detroit was not going to be as good as everybody was forecasting. We know the Royals aren't great. The Guardians are kind of coming back down to earth. But here's the thing. Those are teams that were still beating up on the White Sox a little bit. The Twins are doing the beating up on the division. I still think the White Sox are in a little bit of trouble to win this division here, and they're still the favorite. You're still getting positive money on the Twins. I think there's value there. All right, very good. What about the horses today? Where are we going? We're going to Hawthorne, the home track this weekend, and uh, we'll see if we are able to stay on the turf or not. But three horses to look at on Saturday. We'll bet them all across the board. Race three, bet the two-horse regular guy across the board. Race five, bet the five Aliyah across the board. And then a stakes race in race eight, bet the two-horse race to the finish across the board. And we'll see if we can make some money and start building the bankroll for Belmont. Jim, no joke. We had a uh, baseball tournament last Saturday. Delay, delay, delay until it was called. And the Hawthorne Racecourse app got a workout from me. Pimlico all day, man. <laughs> all Here's day. the thing that's great about it, though. You can make the bet, and then you can watch the race live right there on the app. The convenience is so wonderful. Phenomenal. Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse, PointsBet Sportsbook. Talk next weekend. Enjoy the rest of the holiday, all right? You got it. You too, Joe. Good luck. And you guys do the same. Covered a lot of baseball today because we have Cubs Sox. This weekend, a solid marker to see what these teams are, and the NBA playoffs have flat out stunk. NHL been pretty good, though. Back on BetQL Daily on Tuesday, and my regular score appearances this week, Tuesday through Friday. Subscribe to the BetQL Daily and Early Odds podcast. Please, Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw is next. Cash those tickets and keep it locked on 670 The Score. Happy Memorial Day. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.